it's hard for a lot of people to come to understanding with because it goes back against everything that we're taught. Go to school, get a job, get married, have kids. We're, it, it's beat into us. And so, you know, society is going to tell you what's best for society, not necessarily what's best for you. You're going to get challenged. But men, are, over the most part, I would say that we are not nearly challenged compared to women. Welcome back to another episode of Child Free Me, a show where we examine the choice to be child free and what it's like to navigate that decision in today's world. I'm your host, Laura Allen, and today's guest is Cody Hetzel of Child Free Media, among many other things which we talk about in the episode. I was especially excited to speak with Cody, not only because he obviously brings a male perspective to the decision to be child free, but also because he's extremely immersed in the child-free community, which is a whole world that I didn't even know existed before I started doing research for this podcast. So while we do discuss his own personal journey to choosing to be child-free, most of this conversation actually focuses on the child-free community and some of the challenges it faces and really his vision and how he wants to support the community moving forward. There are a couple terms that we reference throughout the conversation that are really specific to the child-free community. So I wanted just to give a little overview of what those terms are for anyone who might not be familiar with them since I certainly wasn't before starting this podcast. So the first one is pronatalism, which is the policy or practice of encouraging the bearing of children and can even involve a government support of a higher birth rate. Really, it's a belief that societal well-being depends on our willingness to procreate and that the traditional family unit should be valued above all else. On the flip side of that is a philosophy called antinatalism, which is the belief that it's morally wrong or unjustifiable for people to have children. At its core, antinatalism believes that life is so difficult and so painful that human beings should stop having children out of compassion. I know it sounds harsh, and I think it's because of the word anti in it, and most people assume that antinatalists hate babies, but based on the articles I've read, it's actually the desire to avoid suffering of potential children and the adults that they would become. For anyone interested in exploring the topic more, there's a really fantastic podcast called Dinky, by two women who identify as antinatalists. Their names are Erica and Kristen. And I'll link in the show notes to a really interesting and educational episode that they do on the topic, debunking myths around it. The next term is dink, which is more mainstream. I think most people are familiar with it at this point, but for anyone who hasn't heard it, it's an acronym that stands for dual income, no kids. I really view dink as more of a lifestyle phase than a lifestyle choice. Obviously, child-free couples have chosen to be dinks permanently, but there are a lot of couples who talk about living the dink lifestyle prior to having children. So again, just a life stage. There's also my personal favorite, dink wad, which stands for dual income, no kids with a dog. Cody also references a group that call themselves the aggressively child-free, which I'm admittedly less familiar with, but my understanding is that they're an especially outspoken population of the child-free community that are openly critical of parents and children. And then the final term I'm going to talk about, we don't actually mention in the episode, but it's one of my favorites from this new child-free world that I've discovered. And it's called 
being bingoed, or you can just say bingoed. And basically, it refers to the cliche phrases people say in an effort to convince child-free people that their decision is wrong or that they're really shirking their societal duty by not reproducing. It's the classic phrases we've all heard, which is your biological clock is ticking, or you'll change your mind eventually, or kids are the deepest kind of love or the most precious kind of love, or who's going to take care of you when you're old, or even how can you be so selfish? I really view bingoing as basically pronatalism manifesting itself at family gatherings or around the dinner table. So for anyone who's child-free or even putting off having children and they're just not ready yet, you know what I mean. I think we've all been bingoed at some point. Okay, so thank you for tuning in to my mini overview of some child-free terms. Hopefully you're not asleep and this helps to give some context around the conversation with Cody. And with that, let's jump in. So Cody Hetzel, welcome to the Child Free Me podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm particularly excited because you are the first male that I have on our podcast to be interviewed, which is great. And you're also actively involved in the child-free space. So I was doing research leading up to this. You have started a micro-networking site called The Child-Free Family. Mm -hmm. You also have a merchandise website called Buy Child-Free, Buy Mm Child-Free. You've also started a child-free convention and Mm -hmm. you are part of Child-Free Media and co-founded that. So Mm -hmm. can you just talk a little bit about all of those things and and what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So it all started just discovering what child-free even was. Like the first time I even heard the term was probably like 2014, give or take, somewhere right around there. Just a Facebook group that a friend of mine had joined that was for child-free people. And this is back when Facebook was way more vanilla. And it would it actually would tell you when your friends joined groups, which I guess got creepy. So they stopped doing that. But it would tell you when your friends joined a group. And I saw one of my friends joined a child-free group. And I was like, wait a minute, we don't have kids. My wife and I, I'm married. We're child-free. That's a cool term. Fine. Let's see what that's all about. So I joined the group and, you know, kind of spread out from there. And then over over the years, just consuming the, the content, more of a lurker than an active participant. Like I just kind of would just enjoy what people were saying. I didn't really join the conversation very much. And you know, around 2019, it was looking for like kind of the next thing to get involved with, like a passion project, something to, to that I would enjoy doing. And I kept seeing the same question come up over and over and over again. You can probably relate to this. Where are the child-free people? Where are they near me? Where, where are they anywhere? I can't find them. Other than you're in a group as a name, where are you? like actually located. And I kept seeing that come up over and over and over. And so I just kind of came up with the idea, well, I'm just going to create a website is literally going to have a map on it. That's where childfreefamily.com came from is I just wanted to create a very basic micro social network where you join it, it's free, you make a little profile, your pick, and then it brings up a little map ping and it's global. I've got people all over the planet that have map pings everywhere if you go look at the map, mm-hmm. um, except for Russia and China, surprisingly, but then maybe not surprisingly. Those are the only places I don't have someone uh, located. Other than that, there were just pretty much people everywhere. And that was kind of where I started to step my foot into the realm of being more active in the child-free community and being more vocal about it. I started to put myself out there and, and sharing the the link and whatnot. Wherever I was able to, I would, I would ask for permission first in the groups before sharing it. From there, it just kind of grew where I saw the next step is this child-free merchandise. You know, some people are asking like, where can I get a child-free t-shirt? And at the time, there was really only one place. And this is not, not like a Etsy conglomerate or Amazon or something 
but an actual website dedicated for child-free merchandise. And that was hashtag no kids. I hooked up with Lucas who was running that website. And I said, look, I've started my own little merch line. I've got t-shirts and designs and all that fun stuff. You do too. We're not really competitors in this realm. The market's so small. This is joint forces. And so we did, and we formed Buy Child Free, Buy Child Free, which is B-U-Y Child Free, B-Y Child Free. So we just wanted to put a stake in the ground and say, look, these are designed by people who are child-free for our child-free community. It's not some anonymous person on Etsy or Amazon who made this shirt. Are they just trying to get money out of our community and plaster a shirt out there? Keep it in the family. From there, we started to bring in other brands as well. So it's an open marketplace for child-free merchandise that has been vetted. And if you see a shirt, that means a person behind it is child-free that's made that design. So open invitation to anyone that's got child-free t-shirt or stickers or mug ideas, whatever, just let us know and we'll we'll hook you up and get you going. And it takes out a lot of legwork of trying to run a merchandising shop. So from there, Jared Hansen runs Best Child for Life Possible Facebook group. He and I just started chatting and then one day he just shot me a message and he says, I want to start a child-free convention, something where we can have people get together and talk about the topic. I'm like, sure, I'm in. Let's do it. And but before we- this, there was no convention or gathering of child-free people. There was the Not Mom Summit, which was actually in person. It lasted a couple of years and there was an actual physical meeting place. It was primarily for women, child-free women. I guess you could say we were the first that was everybody included right. in the child-free sphere. And so we roped in Lenora Fay, who is from the Child-Free Girls podcast. And mm-hmm. so Lenora came on board really just to help us develop a logo. And somehow we suckered her into being a co-founder of the convention. So the three of us put on the first convention and we just finished our third one this year in 23. So we've done three of them and they get bigger and more awesome every time. When are you going to have Chelsea Handler? We we discussed that this last year and they went on strike. So no one no one could speak even if it wanted them to. You know, what is it? John Cena, Seth Rogen, all these people that are circling the Chaffrey space. Maybe they want to come say something or just give us a recorded clip. So that that's out there. Chelsea's a little bit different because she's capitalizing on being child-free, which I really don't have a problem with because it gets us out there. But the rest of the people, they kind of beat around the bush like, oh yeah, we don't have kids. And there's no benefit for them to come out and alienate their fan base. Chelsea Handler is like putting her arms around the child-free fan base and like the parents and people that follow her as well, they know her humor and they accept it anyway. Yeah, she's going all in on child-free. Not many people are doing that. Jennifer Aniston this last year came out with, she had struggles with fertility. So that was a big, bomb to drop on the child-free community is that she was not technically child-free by most definitions. She was trying mm-hmm. to have a child. So she's technically childless, which was a nice boon for the childless community. But for the child-free community, it's like, oh, we lost the golden child for child-free people for a long time. I actually didn't know that. And I love Jennifer Aniston, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know that she came out with that. Again, we had a new panel this last year called Child-Free Icon. What makes a child-free icon? Because it's, it's tough to find people that live the creed, that they are mm-hmm. definitely going to be child free because it hurts the community when people say they don't want kids and then they're famous and then they do have kids because all that does is gives people ammunition to come back at us and be like, see, you can't be that serious. They change their minds. You're going to change your mind too. It, it kind of hurts everything that we want in our lives. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, still holding on hope for Chelsea. Yeah. And then from that, I was chatting with Lenora about a situation kind of like yours. You know, we have all of these people that are creating content, but mm-hmm. we're so fractured. They're creating blogs, vlogs, podcasts 
podcast, whatever it might be. But it's so hard to find us because the algorithm just stomps you down. Unless you can get a lot of followers who do the shares, do the likes, the comments, all that stuff. You're not really going to be found unless someone goes in the search bar and types in child free and child free happens to be in your name or with the hashtag, they're not going to find you. And so child free media came to be through myself and Lenora Fay. And that's really what we wanted it to be was a platform where we can help other content creators basically put our powers together, mm-hmm. keep creating the content and then just let child free media push it out. And if we can get everybody going to at least one place to consume the content, but then once they enjoy the content, they can follow your website or your blog or your social media, whatever. That's great. Like let them help the content creators in that regard. And I think that's the last thing that I started working on. So oh, no, wait, lot. it's not International Child Free Day. Lenora and I with Child Free Media, we're the, the team that's now behind internationalchildfreeday.com. That's the newest thing that we're working on. Laura Carroll really is the one who brought life back into the celebration of International Child Free. It started in its first rendition back in 1973. It was in-person little parade. They crowned a king and a queen kind of thing. And over the years, it went away. And then in 2013, Laura Carroll started internationalchildfreeday.com and she started to revive life into it again. And this year in 2023, she was looking for some new leadership to kind of take the reins on that and keep it going, take it to the next level, whatever the next rendition might be. And luckily she tapped Lenora and myself to do that. So we're behind that website as well. Like I just have a passion for the community. I enjoy hearing people's stories and why did they choose this? How are they enjoying their life? Do they have even regrets? I don't care. Let's talk about everything. Nothing should be off the table with that. Here I am. So what makes you so passionate? Because I I hear the passion and I feel like it speaks for itself. All of these things that you do in this space for seemingly probably not the income oh, there's no or money. the money. There's right. no money in this at all. Like that's the, that's the thing. Like it is a passion project. It definitely is. It just needs to happen. There's always been something in me that's driven me to taking a leadership role. Mm-hmm. And if kind of always been my MO and child free has been no different. I got in and then I saw a need and I wanted to get involved and then help fill in the gaps where uh, needed and help really just to promote other people. That's my passion. I want you to be famous. I want you to go for, go on and do great things. And, me too. You know, and yeah. And help help just the name, the community, what it is, what it can be. What's the biggest need, do you think, in the child-free space? Oh, a clearer definition because there seem to be different shades of child-free to people. We did a convention panel on gatekeeping. So there's a lot of gatekeeping in the child-free community because are you child-free enough? You know, this last convention, we had a panel for the aggressively child-free, ACF. That's the moniker they give themselves. And even then, after hearing from the people who are in those communities, it wasn't aggressive enough. Again, it's like just an understanding of the different colors of what makes up the child-free community. We need to find our own unified voice of what is the core child-free thing. What is that? And then it can it can kind of spring off. People are going to have their own ideas. You can't fit everybody into one box, but we should at least have one core thing that we can all agree on. It's like, yes, that is definitively child-free. Mm. And ex- example, some people might say that if you're a step-parent, then you're not child-free. But what if that person gets divorced from the individual? Do they get to be child-free then? They were a step parent, but now they're again back to being a, a single child free person. So when did they get to put the hat on and off? And then there, of course there's people that don't understand the definition at all. And they might be an empty nester, meaning that their kids are out of the house and they're like, right. oh, I'm child free. I don't have kids at home. That's not child free. What is your definition of child free? About as 
simple as I can probably make it is Chuffrey. It's a person who does not have a child now and does not want a child in the future. I think that that can almost be the same definition for childless, which we get confused with a lot in social media and clickbaity type of articles where they use child free and childless interchangeably. To me, a childless person is a person who does not have a child, but wants a child in the future. So the and and the but in my mind, make them two different things. To me, that's kind of at its core of what a child-free person would be. I agree. So I'm relatively new to the space, but I distinguish between childless and child-free as child-free being childless by choice is probably the best way I've described it, but I like your push on the future. So Mm. knowing you don't have children now and you don't have children in the future. I want to rewind to 2014. Okay. Because it sounds like that's when you first started to enter the child-free space, but you were child-free by choice well beyond that. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your journey to that decision and what it looked like. Sure. I backed into it. Was told just like almost everybody else in the world. I know definitely in the US we hear you go to school, you get a job, you get married, you have kids. They don't tell you anything after have kids. So, you know, in my 20s, I thought that's what was supposed to happen. I never thought I would not ever have children. And then when I met my now wife and we were dating and the topic of kids comes up early and it should, everybody talk about it. And we both kind of decided, no, we'd be happy being a family too. That was our definition of it is we just weren't going to have kids. We're just going to grow old together. And we got married in 2010. And then in 2014, that's where I actually heard the the term child-free first. That's where the light bulb went off. We're child-free. It's like, hey, honey, there's a name for what we are. We're child-free people. (laughs) Or were there a lot of people in your circle of friends, family that were in the same boat? Or do you feel like you were on your own? I have relatives who don't have kids. Now, by choice or circumstance, I don't know. I slowly learned as I've aged now. And the good thing about being child-free and aging is that your social circle can get better and, and bigger because eventually people get busy. They, they do get married and have kids and through no fault of their own or yours, they get busy and they really don't have time for whatever friendship you had going. I look at life as changing every four to five years. Every four to five years, you're going to have some kind of a major life shift. It's just going to happen. And so, you know, your circle of friends is going to change every four or five years. And what I noticed here, we're in Savannah, Georgia. I've been here since uh, 2003. My wife is from this area. And so once we got married and started to develop a couple friendships, and I slowly noticed at my wife's 40th birthday party that like 95% of the people I invited didn't have kids and were child-free. And it just hit me then. And this was like a few years ago. It's oh, wow. We just literally built up a little community unknowingly that it was mm. child-free people. So as you get older, you do kind of like little magnets. You kind of find each other. Some of our oldest friends, I just literally had a conversation with the husband just a few weeks ago about their situation and their story. You could say they're child-free by circumstance, but they're happily child-free. Like they're very happy that they don't have kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone's got a different path here. Like I said, I kind of backed into it. Some people know from an early age that they don't want kids. Everyone's a little bit different. Have you, and I'm sure you got this all the time, one of the big things I hear is, oh, you'll regret not having children. Have you and your wife ever faced regret? No, I've never. We I say we check in with each other all the time. And usually it's a rhetorical answer. It's the answer is definitely going to be no. It's every time we're so happy with where we are in our life, being a family too, just being us together, you know, me, me and her against the world. I think it is important for couples to check in with each other because that's another one of those topics that you see a lot in Reddit or Facebook groups or of my husband or wife of five, six, 10 years, whatever it might be. They now want a kid. It's like, well, did that come out of nowhere? Or did you guys just maybe bury the conversation early on and never discuss it? And one thinks they're going to change the other's mind. And it can go either way. They could think, oh, I'm going to make sure my wife changes 
her mind and never wants kids. Or she might think, oh, I'm going to change my husband's mind and he's going to have kids. Conversation, uh, communication is definitely important. We touched on this a little bit earlier, but I want to come back to it. As a man who is child-free, do you think there's any unique challenges or stereotypes that you face that differ from maybe the experience of a woman who is child-free? I guess the the only stereotype for a child-free man, which is true, so it doesn't even make it a stereotype, is that we're not challenged by society. I can't say all men aren't challenged by society, but I mean, the vast majority, like if you talk to a child-free guy and they are open about the decision that they don't want kids ever and friends, strangers, coworkers, we're not really checked. We're not, you know, questioned, oh, but what if? And if we are, it's light stepping. They're not going to come at us very hard. I don't know why. Like, I don't think I'm a very intimidating person. I think I'm pretty open. People could talk to me. So if someone really wanted to like, Cody, won't you regret this? Like I would have an open conversation with them about it. And I mean, the answer is no, I'm, I'm not going to regret it. I can't, I can't regret something I'm, I'm happy about now. It's almost a question back to them. It's a mirror. You're asking me if I'm going to regret it's like, well, what are you, what are you afraid of? What are you worried about? Do you think your kids are not going to take care of you? Do you think you're going to be lonely? Like what, where are you coming from with this question to me? Maybe they see that a lot of people are truly child-free and happy and they just don't get it. And they're like, no, you, you must there must be something, there's got to be a catch here. Like something's wrong. And to me, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, we go back to the definition of what is child free. When you say that you're child free and you've made that leap to say, I'm happy with this decision. To say that you're happy with something, a lot of people don't get to say that they're happy on a daily basis. But to say you're child free means you've made that mental decision and you've chosen a happy path of not having a child. And that's, Mm -hmm. it's hard for a lot of people to come to understanding with because it goes back against everything that we're taught. Go to school, get a job get married, have kids. It's beat into us. And so, you know, society is going to tell you what's best for society, not necessarily what's best for you. You're going to get challenged. But men are, over the most part, I would say that we are not nearly challenged enough. Not that I'm asking you to be challenged, but compared to women, you guys definitely get the lion's share of, of the berating and the trolls that are out there. So you'd say your experience has been different than your wife's experience. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. And a lot of times it's that women, and I might be generalizing here, but they they want to talk about the process of childbirth, no interest in hearing that or what yeah. happens with the kid after, or just, it becomes a hard sell for parents. A lot of times, once they start talking about all the negativities of being a parent and they're like, so why don't you want kids? It's like, I just listened to you for like five minutes. Like uh, you just, again, reassured my stance. I don't think she's ever been challenged to the fact where it's Cody will leave you one day if you don't give him a child. No one's ever really challenged her. And I think that's because she's very sure in herself and her responses as well. And so that's where it's helpful. Even if you're just now discovering the child-free space or you've been in it for a while, but just building up your response to those types of questions and and just be confident in it. Like it is your decision. And if they still challenge you, you almost have to write it off in your head and be like, look, they're not challenging me. They're challenging the idea. They're challenging their life. They're questioning themselves, mm-hmm. but they're phrasing it as an arrow pointed at me. And it's, that's their thing. I love that way of thinking about it. You do experience a certain amount of aggression or even anger, but you're not quite sure where it comes from. But that's an interesting perspective of maybe it's just a mirror that people are questioning. Are there any stereotypes of being child-free, specifically as a man, that you would want to debunk? I think that a stereotype specifically 
is that they think we just don't like kids. And there are child for people that literally don't like to be around kids for a myriad of reasons. It could be just because kids are loud. Sometimes you can't control what they do or say, and they're super energetic. That's more than some people can handle. You can't fault them for knowing their own limits of being around situations like that. Imagine if that child was an adult. Would you want to hang around that adult? Probably not. The, I think the stereotype is a child-free man doesn't care or can't be nurturing towards children. I'm great with kids. Like that's mm. the irony. I'm, I'm amazingly <laughs> great with kids. We've got tons of child-free people all over the country and the world that are teachers, that are mm-hmm. pediatric physicians that deal with children on a daily life uh, for their job. That's literally they get paid to be around children. And so I think it's a little unfair to say that child-free people have something against the children. Usually if there's anything, it would be against the bad habits they've learned along the way. And that's not really the kid's fault. It's society's fault, not even necessarily the parent's fault. You mentioned earlier that not a lot of people engage in the community. It sounds like they consume the content, uh-huh. but don't engage. Why do you think that is? In one very short word, I would say fear. Mm-hmm. It's fear of how they're going to be reacted to. Again, like what we just talked about, the stereotype of, of seeming uncaring, to be labeled as, as something that you're not. But also there's there's been a history where people get doxxed, they lose their jobs. It's very difficult to take an open position outside of the child-free groups. Like 99% of them are all private. I can't think of a public child-free group that I'm a member of because everything that's in there, it's kind of our place to talk about things. So I think it's very hard for people to come into that kind of space and then think I can take my thoughts and opinions outside of this space and still receive a positive reaction, you know, Mm -hmm. versus the questions or the side eye or even worse, the pity. We don't need your pity. Trust us. (laughs) We're we're happy. God, we're so happy. Have you ever experienced something that would make you fear putting yourself out there? Not really. Again, I don't know if it's because I'm a guy. I don't get a lot of trolls. A lot of the trolls out there, they they just go after the child-free women. And they're thinking maybe for some reason, like your really crappy comment that they've heard a hundred times, that's going to be the one that changes their mind and be like, oh, you're right. I totally wanted to have kids. I'm totally mistaken. Again, guys, this aren't checked. It's kind of just in society in general. Like I don't fear walking down the street by myself. The irony is, is that there aren't a lot of vocal child-free guys in general. There aren't a lot of child-free guys that are in the spaces in general, which is strange because the statistics are closer to 50-50 as far as the population goes. People that are over 50 years old in the United States think it's 56 to 44 split between women and men. Men are like 44%, women are like 56%. So it's almost even in how many people in the society are child-free and are men and women. But in the child-free spaces, what I've seen is it's probably, if you're lucky, an 80-20 split, 80% women, 20% men. And that's if there's a large population of guys in that group. It's usually closer to like 10 or 12, maybe 15. It's not a lot. How do we engage this community more? Because it's it's a massive demographic. Some of the figures are like a one in five. 20% of the population will never have kids, possibly even by choice. To own a 20% market share of something is massive. That's an amazing thing. And companies are so afraid to go after that demographic because they don't want to seem like they don't care about kids. Again, the same problem that we have as child-free people, the companies want to avoid the same thing and Mm. they don't want to risk their fan base or users. I don't think I ever thought about how much we obviously love children in this society. I don't think I ever connected the dot 
between that and the stigma and how much the child free community can be ostracized because oh, of yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it, that's just the thing in media. We're just a trope. We're going to be the overworked single woman that doesn't want kids because she's power driven and she wants to be the CEO or she's going to be a sad cat lady. They For the guys, again, just like the cool, sexy bachelor, the James Bondy type. Oh, well, he's too cool to have kids. He's just going to womanize people. It's all tropey. I don't know if you watched The Big Bang Theory, but that was a Love train that wreck. Show. That was a train wreck at the end. They just took two characters and completely flipped the script on them. What happened? happened? I don't think I saw the last episode. Penny wants to have kids and the fact that they made Bernadette want to have kids. She was the one, you know, this smart, intelligent woman who's driven for a job. She doesn't want kids. She stated she doesn't want kids and then they give her kids anyway. And then Penny at the end, like she ends up wanting to have kids too. And it's just what they think their fan base wanted to see, even though the fans were happy with Bernadette and Penny not being parents. There was no reason to even go through that character arc, but they did it anyway. Again, the big bad wolf pronatalism. That's what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to change your mind and want kids. They're just trying to subtly force it on us to believe that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, there aren't a lot of strong child-free characters out there that are like, as we know, child-free, child-free. Mm. What is your vision for the child-free community? And I joke about this often. It's like, look, I'll shut everything down. I'll stop doing what I'm doing the day that any random person that's child-free has a conversation when, when someone asks them, oh, do you have kids? And the answer is no. Okay, well, what do you think about the weather? Or like they topic, once it's accepted to where it doesn't matter, anymore. That's when I'll just, I'll quit everything. So that's really the goal is just to keep getting the word out there. And it's just going to take time and understanding and patience. It's acceptance. Yeah. yeah of the general, choice. Even more than acceptance, it's just where it's, it's not even a consideration. It's just your regular dry banter you have at a networking event. It doesn't matter. It doesn't define you. So why try to say, well, then you should be this way because of what you're saying that you are. Once this becomes a non-issue, and really it should be, it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't matter. What do you think is preventing us from achieving that vision? Is it just time? Like eventually we'll get there? Or is there something more systemic that you think needs to change? The big bad wolf for the child-free community is pronatalism. It's the belief that people should have kids. At its core, to be child-free is a choice. And that choice goes both ways. I'm child-free. I don't care if someone else has a kid. At its core, a child-free person shouldn't care if someone's a parent or not. Mm -hmm. But that's where the little bit of the infighting happens. Well, no, people shouldn't have kids because of pick, pick your poison, like the climate change or overpopulation or food disparity or whatever it's going to be. That, to me, is where antinatalism is dipping its toes into the child-free community and it muddies the waters a little bit. And so we're at kind of a precipice now where it's of a challenge to, to define what child-free is. Like that's my most basic first goal is just to help come up with a better definition of what child-free is, as I mentioned before, that we can all kind of agree on. And then again, it can spur out from there. Like if you're a child-free antinatalist, that tells me everything I need to know about you just by those two words. And there, there, there's child-free pronatalists. There's people that think I choose not to have kids, but I think the rest of society should. I'm more in the middle. I just made up the term neutral natalist. Like I'm just have kids, don't have kids, that, that's fine. And I think more of the population of child-free people fall within that realm, but the other ends are a little bit more vocal than, vocal. than we are. I feel like that's usually the case mm -hmm. in most communities and dynamics. Yeah. And you guys do have a podcast, but it's mm -hmm. just you summarizing child-free news. Twick, This Week in Child-Free, kind of scour the headlines. We just go live, so there is no editing. Lenora, who's in the show with me, she has no idea what it's about. So yeah, we literally just have a live reaction to what's being put out there 
there in social media and websites. When is the next convention? It'll be in 2024. Dates to be determined, but it's okay. usually it's usually right before International Child Free Day, which is August uh, the first. Okay, so next summer. Well, Cody, thank you. This yeah, has no been problem. so much fun. I love speaking with you. I love learning more about the community as I continue to explore it. It's really been great. Yeah, so keep me in the loop on when you start dropping episodes. And if you want to utilize Child for Media, let me know and we'll hook you up. I certainly will. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cody. All right, thanks. And that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to tune in next week to my conversation with my good friend, Amber, who was brave enough to say yes to this crazy experiment and come on to speak about her child-free journey, specifically as it relates to her career. It's a great conversation. It may or may not involve wine. So I'll see you then. Yeah.